Welcome to Two Pizza Marketing, a podcast for small team marketers. You might have heard of the two pizza rule, which says the most agile, effective teams are ones small enough to only need two pizzas for a team meeting. On this podcast, every episode will be a candid, relatable conversation with a small team marketer, someone who is creating success on a scrappy level, learning from failures, and trying to stay sane. Whether you're on a team of one or eight, or you're wanting to join a small marketing team, this show is for you. This is Melissa coming to you on the Two Pizza Marketing Podcast today. We are very excited to jump right into the details of being a marketing leader and graphics coordinator, which we haven't explored yet. I'm very pleased to be here with Krista Robus. She is a, as I said, marketing and graphics lead and has also in the past been kind of a founder and CMO. So she has seen small pizza marketing happen in a lot of different ways. Krista, do you want to say a little hello? Sure. So as Melissa said, I'm Krista Robus. I'm currently the marketing and graphics coordinator for a golf distribution company called MCRAC up here in Canada. Um, I basically act as a liaison for global brands, um, helping get their marketing messages out to our customers, um, as well as bringing sort of the graphics side of things into the mix, which is interesting because I find, you know, small team marketing is really unique in that sometimes you do see this merging of roles that you don't see anywhere else. Um, so yeah, I look after the, the graphics alongside the marketing, which I actually find is a really unique combination in that it allows me to um, incorporate a lot of our marketing messages into the design elements firsthand. Yes, and I will say, I have to imagine that every marketer out there, to some extent, fancies themselves someone who's good at graphics. And I will be the first to tell you that is not <laughs> true. I mean, have you seen that? I'm guessing you've seen it. Every marketer thinks that they can put <laughs> together something on Canva. What's oh my goodness. <laughs> um, you know, Canva is such a great tool for somebody who's just starting out in marketing, maybe doesn't have a graphics team to rely on, um, somebody who doesn't have the time, effort, energy to invest in, or, or money, money to invest in learning Adobe Suites. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, there's no question that there are other tools out there that are just so much more uh, purposeful when it comes to creative design. Um, but you know, you really have to use what you've got access to. And small businesses everywhere struggle with how to manage their budgets and how to do the most with what they have. And so whether it's Canva, whether it's Adobe, you know, bringing it into the marketing, whether it's HubSpot, whether it's MailChimp. Oh my goodness, there's another one I see kind of get slammed on for not being highbrow marketing um, tools, but, you know, it's effective. And so, especially as a small team marketer, you've got to go with what works. Well, tell me a little bit then, you've seen 
marketers come into roles, um, you know, filling these niches on teams that maybe are small, if you're hoping for someone that has a little bit of the graphic experience, whether it's, you know, really depth experience or something else, what do you think are those traits that make someone able to run with things? Um, yes, you're on a marketing team, but like able to run with things from the graphic side, because I do think that's a real hidden bonus sometimes in our hiring. Oh my goodness. So to give you a bit of my backstory, I came previous to this road, road, this role from running my own photography business. So marketing obviously was a very big component of that, but the more focused element was the actual photography itself. Mm -hmm. And so having that creative eye, I think for me personally, just being able to see when something works or something doesn't work, mm -hmm. you know, you can do all the learning, all the courses, all the certificates in the world. But if you don't actually have that innate ability to look at something and go, this isn't quite right. You know, this doesn't quite speak to me. Then I think you're going to struggle a lot, both as a marketer, but also as a marketer who needs to work with graphics a lot. Yes. Yes. I have to say the, uh, the concept of the taste gap is one that I, um, I have struggled with deeply. I don't run, I don't have much of a problem with imposter syndrome, but the taste gap, which for people would be, I know what looks good. I know it probably is perfection. And when I create stuff, it's way down below. And it's kind of like when you're really smart, but you're not good at something and you look and you go, oh yeah, I can see it could be better. Um, I suppose from a marketing leadership standpoint, that means you go out and you hire someone. <laughs> but Yes. <laughs> yes. If we had all the money in the world, that would absolutely mean we go hire somebody. On limited budgets, sometimes it means we develop the skills so that we uh, we can close that gap a little bit. Um, you know, there are just so many free courses on everything now. It's it is absolutely wild to me how much you can learn just by hopping on YouTube, by downloading some books, by you know, really interacting with your peers in communities like LinkedIn, you know, or on Slack channels. And, and that's wonderful. That has really just opened up a world of possibilities to people who are, are definitely limited by budgets. I think that's an excellent point. I mean, any marketer that's growing their skill set, and that should be all of us, no matter where we're at, it has the opportunity to say, okay, what's the next topic I want to grow myself in? Where, where could I refine? Where could I grow and develop? That's a really great point. We haven't dug into that too much. Have you done that yourself at any point? I know we're all so busy. Have you picked an area that you've dug into or taken a course that you throw out as excellent? So really interesting. Um, in 2014, actually, I was diagnosed with bipolar and at that time, I was running an outdoor recreation company geared towards getting women active in outdoor rec. Fantastic, but I really needed to step back and focus on my health. Hence, moving forward in the direction of photography. It was great. It was relaxing for me. I loved the creative element. 
But when it came time to sort of sit back and reflect on how I wanted to move my career forward, you know, I really realized that the component of running the photography business I loved the most was the marketing side. But I had no formal training. Running, running the business and the creative, but that marketing, bringing it together. Interesting. Okay. Exactly. So I had this sort of learned experience from, from hands-on, you know, having my, my hands in all the, the cookie jars. Um, but I had really never taken a course on email marketing. I had never taken a course on digital marketing. I had no technical knowledge. I knew what had kind of worked in the companies that I'd run, but when it came to understanding why and the strategies behind it, I had no ups from downs. So I, uh, I started reading and that was sort of like my gateway into marketing. And I read absolutely everything I could get my hands on. Every top 10 list of marketing books you could find, I read all of them. And then I started doing courses online, HubSpot courses, free. Or um, Udemy has amazing courses. And they run these sales once a month where you can access these courses for something like $20. So it was a very affordable way to really get that technical knowledge to be able to move forward. You know, and then we talked about Slack channels. We talked about LinkedIn and connecting with people there and really just absorbing every bit of information I possibly could. And it was maybe to a detriment, but it became almost like this obsession where I just wanted to learn more and more and more. And so now, oh my goodness, five years later, I find myself in this senior leadership position where, you know, I'm still learning. Every single day I pick up a book, every single day I try and get online and read somebody's blog about, you know, understanding buyers or consumer trends or new trends in marketing and really try and stay up to date and current with the knowledge I do have. So for me, it's an ongoing thing. I think it has to be. I think it's even, even in the, just the nature of marketing and how the, you know, the industry at large is changing every day, even those even those who think they are more than, you know, capable and all deep experience, there's always something new. So admirable for sure. I would like to know which was, which is the area that you dove into that you actually found most useful? Like, did you, you know, go to town in SEO and, and revolutionize? Your- <laughs> Wait, I'm just kind of curious from personal note, like, was there a specific area that when you dove in, you were like, oh yes, for me, this is going to be really, really great. Um, See, that's a toss up for me because I really do waver between quantitative and qualitative. So understanding buyer personas is something that fascinates me. I could read every piece 
that's ever been written on how to understand your buyer and the psychology behind it until the dawns of time. Um, but then on the other side, understanding the analytics behind customer behavior, what a mind-blowing concept to be able to take this data that you collect and build these, I'm not going to say complete pictures, but these, um, these depictions of who your customers are, what they're doing, what they're interested in, where they're coming from, what's important to them. And all of that from looking at what to some people is just numbers on a spreadsheet that, you know, those two components. You would probably dig a new tool that I've been using at my current company called Full Story. Do you it's know? essentially, I mean, it's, it's effectively an analytics tool. It's going to bring in whatever you pump into it. You can build it to do what you want. But then it also lets you take, you know, whoever those customers were that performed in a certain way and then go and see their journey. You can actually see them on the website where they clicked, where they rage clicked, where they hovered. For wow. a marketer, I love it because, yes, I'm looking at the data, but I can also say, tell me more. Like, take me into what that person's journey was to to get here and you could, you know, you can segment it by, okay, people who spent longer than a certain time or people who came from a certain channel. So it, it's a really fun new tool or it's not new. Other people have probably been using it longer, new to me, but I think it kind of pulls together that um, creative side that you're talking about, wanting to oh. understand the person and their journey. And then, yeah, it's coming out of aggregated data points. Um, so it's a, it's a cool tool. Um, I would highly recommend it for, and we're, we're a very small team too. So it's not, you know, you don't have to be a massive business to use it. That's fantastic. That right now I'm sort of picking and choosing between, oh goodness, I think I rely on any given day between four and eight different programs to do different things and understand different components. And so if I could pull that into one space and see that complete journey that that would just be phenomenal. And all that, if I could do that on a budget, there's there's the ticket. That is the ticket. Yeah, this one may be paid for by my engineering team, but I still don't think it's a break the bank one, but who knows? Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that because you like the details. And I think any good marketer does want to sit down and listen to the real behind the data. Mm -hmm. right? Like, What does it evoke for someone? What mes messaging resonates? All of that. You love the details, but you are also... A marketing leader. So you have to be at a more strategic level. Personally, how do you yeah. juggle that? I know we've had this conversation on the podcast before, and I'm always curious to see a little bit more about how someone kind of splits that difference. On a small marketing team, you got to do both. How do you do it, Krista? <laughs> well, see, I have a really unique role in that my in-house team consists of just me. I am, I am a two-slice marketer. Exactly. Um, and so with that, uh, the management I really do is of other marketing teams from global brands. Right. And so uh, at times, egos play a role. You know, sometimes folks who work for much larger corporations 
um, tend to tend to have their beliefs about certain things and certain ways things should be done. Um, and so that becomes, you know, something, something to navigate. Um, also managing just how to acquire the materials I am looking to acquire from those brands, from those other marketing teams who have lots on their plate, yeah. you know, and how to assert myself as a priority while still respecting the fact that they're dealing with their own in-house sales teams, their own in-house graphic teams, their own in-house leadership teams. So there's really, when it comes to the leadership management component, there's really a lot of different factors at play. It's almost like a, a puppeteer, you know, lifting all the different strings to make, to make the, the puppet seem seamless. You know, and so navigating that between, you know, also navigating the day-to-day -day social media and email campaigns and what are the priorities for us in-house, mm -hmm. you know, it really is a balancing act. And I know I've mentioned this recently on some of my, my social medias, but prioritization, it's so important and being able to see that bigger picture of what is important here. You know, how, how do I need to move through things so that I can achieve everything I need to while still putting what really needs to get done now ahead of what maybe can wait a day. And then balancing that with the empathy to understand, as you mentioned, that someone else's goals, that the marketing teams at those other companies, they maybe have their own priorities. So yes, having that empathetic view into others' priorities is key as well, of course. Yeah. No, I think empathy, when it comes to marketing, empathy is so important and it's such an undervalued skill that is only just now coming to the surface as something marketers should really be focusing on and leaders should really be focusing on. You know, I think the movement to actually talk about ourselves as humans outside of just working robots, you know, has really shown the world that, you know, we are people, we are living, breathing, emotional, caring people. You know, no matter what our jobs are, what our roles are. And so the more you can bring that empathy into the workplace mm -hmm. and actually be willing to understand your teammates, your customers, your, you know, managers, your founders, the more success you'll have. Do you find, have you seen, this is kind of the question I have, do you find that that often that trend, but also the, the burden and the knowledge that we need to do that. Do you find it falls onto the marketers more often? I, I have this inkling <laughs> that because we are naturally more empathetic because we want to listen to the customer and put ourselves in the shoes of others as a skill set, I have this inkling that it kind of falls to us to do that in the workplace as well. Have you seen that? I don't think you are wrong. <laughs> um, 
No, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you completely. I think, you know, first and foremost, we'll look towards marketers to be the ones who understand just, just like you said, you know, because we're so used to having empathy towards our customers, the buyers, you know, the, the people we're trying to, um, essentially achieve a certain result with, mm -hmm. you know, and so our colleagues often expect us to have that same understanding when it comes to them, yeah. you know, and I don't think that necessarily means marketers should have less empathy. <laughs> I think maybe it would be good if everyone tried to have more empathy, um, you know, but ultimately I do think, um, marketers tend to lead by example when it comes to being empathetic yeah sometimes I feel the burden of it like the uh you know being the soccer mom always brings muffins to the game kind of thing like oh do I have to bring the muffins again like sometimes I feel the burden of it but then sometimes I do feel inspired to be the leader of it right to say we're going to talk about these things that maybe could slide under the radar otherwise but we're actually going to put them yeah. on center and talk about the importance of understanding absolutely and honestly, one of the things I've found most valuable is having that empathy and being willing to open your um, emotional doors to other marketers who are maybe experiencing the same thing and who, can, who you can really um, just feel some... Uh, not commiseration, that's definitely the wrong word, but you know, you have the shared experience and that is worth so, so much. Um, one of the most powerful things I've done in recent years is actually connecting with other marketers who are living that shared experience. And I find it's been oh my goodness, such an empowering experience to really feel like I'm part of a community that understands what it is like to have that um, responsibility of empathy placed on them. Um, That's how you and I even connected. connected. You saw, or I saw something you had posted, and I, I think we talked specifically about the authenticity of it, because we're I mean, I'm thrilled to see a gentle movement away from here is the perfect marketing framework post into here's the authentic me and something I struggled and how I figured it out. Um, and you and I connected around kind of authentic posting the real game. And so here we are actually finally meeting in person for the first time. Well, and I think, first of all, I'm so excited we finally get to meet, me um, <laughs> but also, I think just this whole shift specifically within the LinkedIn community yeah. has been so fantastic. I, I cannot speak enough praise towards it, how powerful it's been to really see, you know, whether it's VPs, C-level suite, C-suite level, you know, or CMOs or just entry-level marketers coming out of the woodwork and really saying, this is my experience. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what it's like for me to 
maybe be a mom, maybe be queer, maybe be, you know, suffering from internal racism, you know, all of these experiences coming to the forefront within a domain that is classified as professional. Right. It, you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is we are people at the end of the day, people with lived experiences that don't get left at the door when we, you know, open up our laptop each morning. Absolutely. And your posts I love on LinkedIn and for everyone who's listening, we'll, we'll kind of give where to reach her at the end, but I love how your posts specifically aren't just saying what you feel, but it's taking that and making it actionable for others. Like not only here's, here's what I'm experiencing and the experience that I've lived, but here's how you, someone else reading this could take this and weave it into what you do. I think it's so important that, you know, sort of building on that idea of free information, I think it's so important that as much as we can, we enable others to not have to go through necessarily the same trials and tribulations we've gone through. Yeah. You know, the more we can do that, the better. Absolutely. Well, fingers crossed that our conversation today is also giving a lot of people feed, you know, ideas and bringing them through, um, through our thought processes a little faster, maybe. I want to keep you focused on your day because I know we two pizza marketers are always going. Um, yes. But tell everyone where they could find you. Where's the best place to find you or the work that you're doing? Um, Oh, goodness. These days, the absolute best place is LinkedIn at Krista Robus. Um, you know, second to that, you can always shoot me an email, Krista at KristaRobus.com. Um, I love hearing from people, especially other people who maybe have questions, are looking to figure out hopefully easier ways of learning the things I've learned over the years. Um, yeah, but those two, those two really are my primary sources. I'm also on Twitter, but let's be honest, as a, a marketer, I spend all day on my company's Twitter. So coming home, I don't tend to be as active, but yeah. That's fair. I think all of us have probably one too many social media platforms. So everybody <laughs> yes. take the evening and decide which one you're going to put in the back, put on the back burner. Thank you so much for being here, Krista. It was wonderful to chat with you. Um, and next week, we're going to be passing it back to Ashley. We keep these guests coming and we love the great conversations with marketers who are really hands-on getting things done. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Melissa. It was a pleasure. Hey, Two Pizza Marketer. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or topics to suggest, we are always happy to hear from you. So send us an email at two, that's the number two, pizzamarketers at gmail.com or find us on Linktree at Two Pizza Marketing. Until next time, keep having fun and try to stay sane in the marvelous mess that is Two Pizza Marketing.